You're listening to You Soulful Genius Podcast, a show about highlighting the genius within every one of us through acts of creating a world of balance, truth, and conscience. This is Mutia Tadaboale, your host. This is the You Soulful Genius Podcast. Welcome to this episode. And today I'm going to be talking to a badass. I'm going to be talking to the host of Ordinary to Baddest, Murray Sonneman. You don't want to miss what's going to be happening today. Marie's going to be talking to us about how to redefine badassery. And a great tip you don't want to miss, she's also going to be telling us how she paid off over $106,000 in debt. Stay tuned. Thank you so much, Mari, for joining me on the show today. I'm most honored having you here. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm super excited to be here. Lovely. Okay, so I just gave a hint about what you're going to be talking about, but I want you to tell us who you are. You know, how you started your movement, Ordinary to Badass, and all the other magic that you've been putting into the world. Yeah, so my name is Marie Sonneman, and I have a business and podcast called Ordinary to Badass, and I help women gain confidence in their life and with their finances. Um, It all started with me being $106,000 in debt and just struggling hardcore. I didn't know what to do, but then finally, after an experience where my bank I went to use my debit card on vacation like the very first day of vacation and it bounced (laughs) and it was mortifying because I had bought I went to go buy my um, stepdaughters at the time ice cream and my card declined I was so embarrassed so mortified and I promised myself I would never let this happen again so through that um, I really just buckled down read everything I could possibly read about finances and figured out how to budget and paid off that $106,000 in just under two years. And that led to me becoming a financial coach and then eventually ordinary to badass. Okay, that is marvelous, honestly. But can you give us, you know, those steps that you took in paying off that debt? What did you actually do? What were the practical things you did? Well, one of the big things is getting your budget down on paper. A lot of times we underestimate the amount that we spend on different things. And so a huge part of it is getting it down on paper. And really what I came up with afterwards, because budgeting was so hard for me, it was just awful. And I told myself stories like, I'm not good at math. I'm not smart enough to do this. I can't do this. Um, So I really tried to break it down, make it as simple as possible. And I have come up with the color created or color coded budget. And this is really for creatives or people who are right-brained and don't like to get like in the nitty gritty of all the numbers necessarily. And so this kind of helps bring out where you're spending through colors, which um, I wish had been available when I was trying to create a budget and pay off debt. Um, But that really helped me, you know, focus and like, okay, you're spending a ton of money for whatever reason, my issue has always been groceries. <laughs> like I buy too much groceries, but I really didn't realize it until I started writing it down. So I would say that's a huge thing is writing down what you're actually spending and where. And then another thing that I had no idea is 
to pick one bill that you have and pay that, like pay the most money on that. Everything else, you'll only pay the minimum balance. So I suggest that you just take your smallest balance. That's what you're going to start paying off first is you're going to try your hardest to pay off that smallest balance first. Because what I did is I used to put $10 extra, $50 extra to this bill, to this bill, to this bill. And you're splitting your attention and you're not getting anywhere. I think that's what got me or part of what got me in debt was splitting my attention and trying to pay over on so many different bills. Just pick one bill and pay over on that bill. And that really was a game changer for me. Wow, that is so awesome. So when you have so many bills, pick one, deal with that, get that sorted. And then, you know, you go on and you step on. Um, I guess that helps with your focus and your attention on how you're spending your money. Yes, absolutely. And I do want to point out, make sure you're paying your minimum balance on everything else, but whatever money you have left over at the end of the month, you're only putting towards that one bill. And then if it's your smallest bill, you're going to get a quick win, right? Because the quicker you pay something off, it's like, oh yes, I can do this. It gives you a little bit of confidence to move forward to the next bill. Oh, lovely. And I can tell you, I mean, credit is everything, you know, yeah, being credit worthy is, is almost the best thing you can do for yourself, really, financially, <laughs> you know. Yeah, great. Yeah, let's go back to the holiday. How did you manage? What happened when you couldn't buy your stepdaughter ice cream? So what did you do? I, I was mortified. I was so upset. Um, I just, I didn't know what to do. And at the time, like, yes, at the time I was married and my husband and I had our finances separately. So he ended up having to cover for a while or for the trip, um, or at least the first part of the trip until my next payday. But it was just, it was just one of those things. Like I was mortified and it wasn't as if I wasn't making enough money. Like I was making enough money to where I should have been able to take care of my bills. I just wasn't handling them. I wasn't paying attention. If I wanted to know how much money I had in my bank account, I would call, <laughs> like call my bank and check, but I wasn't writing anything down. So I really didn't have any um, like checks and balances. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about confidence. How important is confidence to women basically? Oh my gosh. Confidence is one of those subjects that just has a place in my heart. I think it's so important and this all started for me. Um, I, I joined law enforcement. And when I joined law enforcement, I lost all of my confidence. And it just, I was too busy, like comparing myself to all of my coworkers, like this person, this person, this person. And I was like, I don't have what he has. I don't have what he, ha you know, I was comparing everything within me or all of my abilities to their abilities. And I really just struggled with confidence. And then I felt like a fraud. Like people would look at me and be like, oh, you're a badass. And I did not feel like a badass. Um, so then, you know, through my journey really of paying off debt, I realized, because that's where I got a lot of my confidence, but I realized, okay, like confidence doesn't come from like a motorcycle or a leather jacket or a cigarette. It comes from inside. It comes from mindset and like, just taking action, taking messy action and doing the work and you get better, you know, the more you keep practicing. That's good. That's okay. So do you have any tips for us to, you know, practice building confidence? Yeah, I think a big thing is just taking small steps, whatever it is that you want to build confidence in, 
you take small steps every day and it doesn't have to be anything big, anything huge. It's just doing one thing and getting yourself one step closer to whatever it is that you want to be confident in. So if you wanted to be confident in public speaking, okay, maybe you speak up in a group of people, it, say it's two or three people, who cares? You know, just take one tiny step or maybe it's today I'm just gonna look online and see what public speaking is available. And, or if there's public speaking groups, like I know there's Toastmasters and you can join that. So you don't even have to sign up today. You can just start looking at what your different options are. So I think every day that you just take one tiny step, it gets you closer and you get more and more confident with what you're doing. And I can tell you, I hated public speaking. Like up until a couple of years ago, you would not have caught me on this podcast. <laughs> you wouldn't have caught me anywhere in a way that I had to do public speaking. But eventually it got to the point, like the pain gets too big. You have to make a change. So you just start making small changes, incremental changes. And then over time, it, you get big results. Wow. That's inspirational. And there's something you said, the, the pain gets too big. Great, 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 great. So must we really wait for the pain to get that big for us to take action? You know, when we want to achieve goals, you know? No, no, you absolutely don't have to wait for the pain to get that big. I'm just stubborn and that's what's presented itself to me many times over. Um, but here's the other thing is a lot of times the longer we wait, the worse it gets, the harder it gets to start that thing it's a whole lot easier to just start today, to just take a small step today. But the more you say, I'm gonna do it, no, I'm not. I'm gonna do it, no, I'm not. It's like, then you start to not believe yourself that you're gonna do it. So it's important that when you start, like when you get that itch, like, oh, I wanna do this thing, take one small action, that's it. Because the longer you wait, the harder it is to start. Okay, so what insight can you give as to what mindset we can adopt you know, so when we want to achieve something, how can we begin to take action? Well, one thing I am big on is visualization. So I think it's so important to visualize the end outcome that you want. So let me give you an example. In the past, I was hiking and I was hiking a mountain and I was terrified. The whole time I was terrified, right? But finally I got to the top of that mountain and I was so stinking excited and proud of myself because it was like rattlesnake country. <laughs> so I was so worried like about rattlesnakes and stuff all the time. But when I got to the top of that mountain, I picked up a rock and I took it with me, right? So then now I have this rock at home that I, whenever I look at, I get excited. I get motivated because that's a symbol of something I overcame before and a hardship that I faced. So then when I go to face something else where I might not have confidence, I try to think of the confidence I had at the top of that mountain. And I try to visualize that feeling that I had and the excitement and just how good I felt about myself. And I try to put that same feeling and emotion towards this next thing that I'm working towards. That is awesome. I think that's one of the practices we, we do, you know, in NLP, when when you felt great about yourself, confident about yourself, pull that feeling back into you and, you know, just make it work again for you. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, that sort of thing. So what do you wish that everyone knew about being true to their conscience and leaving, leaving their truth? I think that you keep taking steps 
to, you know, living your truth and living authentically and really looking at your values and looking at things that are in alignment with you. The more that you act in your truth, even if it's just small steps, the more that it just becomes more natural to you. So then you start to sink into who you are a little bit more, a little bit more, but it just starts with making those decisions. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of the stuff I say is the small steps or the micro steps, but it really is in those small daily steps that you're taking, like being consistent, being persistent, um, that you get the big results. It's not at the end goal. It's the small steps that you take every day. Okay. Lovely. Yeah. Let's go back to, um, what does badassery mean to a lot of people being a badass, you know, we're talking redefining badass. What does it mean? What does it imply to people and how, how do you want to redefine it? Well, oftentimes people think that a badass woman is like a hard ass. Badass is not a hard ass at all. It goes back to the inner confidence that we were talking about earlier and the mindset and the willingness to grow. And if you fail, you're going to be okay with that. Like, yes, it might suck, but you're going to pivot. You're going to try something new, but you can have strength without having physical strength. Like mindset is so huge and can change so much for you. It's not just an appearance of being a badass. It's the inner confidence that makes like the badass real, right? So really just tapping into that inner confidence and mindset is huge. That is, that is great. Yeah. You can, you can be physically strong and not have that emotional strength, you know, that strength with your mindset. So how can we strengthen the mindset that makes us strong, the mindset that makes you be who you want to be, resilient, keep going even when it's tough? How can we develop that mindset? I think part of it is not beating up on ourselves so much. It is so easy to just get down in the dumps and pick apart every single thing that you do. And that doesn't move the needle. That doesn't make you feel any better about yourself. It doesn't help you get to the next goal. So you really have to watch these things that you're saying to yourself, like anything that follows I am, be careful what you're saying after I am. I think it's really important that like, if you say I am stupid, okay, well then you thought that thought, well, come up with something you know, that's not true because I have done something smart in the past. You know, I try to come up with three reasons why it's not true so that I can like combat that because every thought you think is not true. Um, and I know back when I started law enforcement and I was struggling with confidence every day, when I put in my uniform to go to work, I would tell myself, I am strong. I am capable. I will survive. I will never give up. And I always had to remind myself of that. Um, because I knew how important it was like to pay attention to what you say to yourself. So I think that's the first thing is just really pay attention to what you're saying to yourself. And if you do say something bad to find reasons to combat that or reasons that might not be true. So it is very possible for us to actually change the way we think and the things we, we say to ourselves. Okay. So how compelling is it for us to be in control? of our thoughts for us to be able to achieve the things we want to achieve. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, as, as in, is it, how, how important is it for us to be actually 
in control. Some people, you know, I've spoken to some people and they say, oh, it's hard because the, the thoughts just flow. How can you stay in control of the things that you say to the point that when you say something negative to yourself, for example, oh, I'm stupid. Oh, I'm, I'm not good at this. Oh, I will never make it, you know, that sort of thing. How well can we become conscious of those words so that we can begin to take control and change them when we need to change them, you know, or act on them. I think that it is so important to pay attention to what you're thinking um, because it can run away with you and you can just start to believe all of the thoughts and then you get down in the dumps. But really the first step to doing it is just noticing, just paying attention to what you're saying to yourself. Even if you don't initially think like, okay, how can I combat this thought or how can I change this thought? Like just start noticing the things that you're saying to yourself, maybe even write it down. So then you can look at, wow, look at all these horrible things that I've said to myself. Would I say that to like my best friend or even would I say that to my worst enemy? Sometimes we say stuff to ourselves that are worse than we would say to our worst enemies. So why are we treating ourselves that way? But I think that the more practice you get in like calling out those thoughts or realizing that they're not necessarily true then the more comfortable you're going to be combating those thoughts. Oh, lovely, wonderful. So apart from visualization, can you share any habit that has contributed to your success? Um, my success is I am stubborn. <laughs> like I am stubborn and I just, especially since I paid off that debt, because I'm a whole new person now, but I, when I get something, you know, I'm just going to keep trying to get it. And I don't look at failure the same way as I used to. I used to look at failure as if I was a failure and I would just talk so down to myself, tell myself how stupid I was or how horrible I was. Well, now I look at failure as a lesson or something that I can take and learn from and then pivot, like just go in a slightly different direction. And I don't look at it as a reflection of me but it's a, more of something that I can learn from and grow from. And I think that that's huge. Um, so, you know, take it off of yourself, take the spotlight off yourself. Nobody else is looking at you as much as you're like looking at yourself and just try to put it out into the world as, an, as something that you can learn from and grow from. Lovely, thank you so much for that. That's really, really useful. Okay, so let's go to Ordinary to Badass podcast. Tell us a little bit about, you know, your podcast, um, how it inspires us, who you speak to, that sort of thing, so we can learn from that. Yeah, so the Ordinary to Badass podcast is typically for women um, or men who are supportive of the badass women in their lives. <laughs> and it's really hearing different women, like hearing their successes, hearing their struggles, how they overcome certain like hardships in their life it's seeing that wait I'm not the only one that goes through this you know other people are going through this too or oh my gosh she overcame that that is insane like I haven't been through half as much as her so I can do that too you know and you learn from the other people and then sometimes you don't have to go through the hard things yourself if you can learn from somebody else so instead of taking like all of the small steps to get there it's like, oh, wait, I can listen to this person and what they did and how it sped their process up. Oh yeah, I don't have to make all those same mistakes myself. I can do what she did or what she said to do. And I think that it's so helpful to listen to the people who have gone before us. 
Oh, yes. You know, experience, they say, is the best teacher. So when we learn from our experience, other people's experience, I guess we gain so much and then we can move forward from that. So do you have anything from your podcast or your that you want to share with us, that you want to give to us? How can we connect with you? Yeah. Well, I would love for you to go to ordinarytobadass.com backslash you so full genius. And you can get a copy of how you can create a color coded budget. And then also you can just go to ordinarytobadass.com or find me on any social media channel, Ordinary to Badass. Okay. So I'm going to have that in the show notes. That'll be, yeah, the color coded um, budget thing. Um, so is it for individuals or can you use it as a business owner as well? Um, typically it's for individuals for personal finances. Okay. So, I mean, every individual can just begin to use it. I guess I'm going to pick that up because I'm one of those who say, oh, I'm not good at that sort of thing. <laughs> so, okay. So the color coded budget maker. Okay. Lovely. That'll be good. We're going to pick that up. Okay. So share with us one wisdom you think we can live with to help us um when we're struggling when we want to become the best of ourselves what's one wisdom you can share with us i think really just think of your best self think of who you want to be in the future and start acting from that place instead of acting from where you are right now look at who you want to be five years from now and start acting making your decisions according to who you'll be in five years so like if you want to, you know, have an online business, right? And you're going to be speaking in front of huge audience and stuff. Well, start having that confidence, start doing the things now that you can imagine yourself doing five years from now. You don't have to wait five years. You can start today. So just start taking the steps today and act as your future self now. That is great. That is awesome. So you've achieved so much, you know, this success. You've you've been able to inspire so many people with your podcast. You've been able to inspire me. You helped me. You're a soulful genius. I can tell you that. So what inspires you? Who do you have somebody that inspires you every day? Or what what makes you keep going? What's that inspiration? Um you know, I think it all started for me with my family. <laughs> like my parents, you know, I have, there's, they had six kids. And so that really was what sparked something in me um, because I was worried about how their finances would be after they retired. And so I started ordinary to badass thinking like, oh, I need to make extra money in case they need money for retirement. And I don't want them to be struggling, but like family has always been something that's so important to me. And so I always want to be able to take care of the people around me. And that really motivates me to do sometimes things that I wouldn't do for myself. Oh, that is great. That is really, really wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much for all these nuggets you've shared with us. I mean, it's, it's, it's so awesome having to think about your family for you to be able to do wonderful things, you know, in life and you're helping yourself as well. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I think we will be coming to an end now. You've given us a wisdom. Do you have anything else you want to share with us as a takeaway? No, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been so much fun. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Marie. And this is where we're going to put an end to it on the You Soul for Genius podcast today. 
Okay, go on the show notes to see how to connect with Marie and subscribe, share a podcast, everything in the show notes. Um, and I shall be seeing you next time. Thanks for joining us on the You Soulful Genius podcast today. Love that conversation this week? Make sure to visit our website, creativebusinessweek.com, where you can subscribe to the show.